When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, June 23rd, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, it's it's happened. It's it, it's finally here. We we have not an agreement, not a not an accord, nothing nothing decided, but Commissioner Manfred is going to impose a 60 game schedule, and we're going to have baseball at the end of July. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to believe it until I see Shane Bieber out there on the mound for opening day, Joe. This has been such a, such a, a mess from, from the get-go that uh, you never know what's around the next corner. But, yeah, I think uh, this is the biggest step that these two uh, parties have taken since, you know, that uh, March 26th agreement. And, and I hope you're right. I hope we've got baseball on, you know, uh, training camp opens July 1st and, we're playing, they're playing baseball July 24th, somewhere, you know, late in July. Uh, I think if this had happened a month ago and we weren't looking at 60 games, we were looking at 70, 75, 72, maybe even 80, something like that. If it happened a month ago, we'd all be turning cartwheels right now. This wouldn't even be a question. This would be something to celebrate. But as it stands right now, it just it feels kind of empty, kind of hollow. That this this doesn't feel good. It, it, you you wrote in a column uh, today. It feels like when your when your closer gives up a two run homer that ties the game, but then the offense bails them out in the bottom of the ninth. You know that right. that kind of thing. You're instead of thinking about the win, you're just thinking about how the closer screwed up. Yeah, just uh, they backed into this thing. They they still haven't shake shake hand, shaken hands on it. Uh, there is no deal, like you said. They they agreed to disagree, and and in disagreeing, they forced this this sixty game uh, season on us. And uh, and the fans are going to have to, you know, they're 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 going to have to uh, cat, you know, make their opinion. Do they, will they watch? Uh, will maybe some of them be, get to attend a game? We don't know that, but you know. The, the best thing you can say is that it looks like there's going to be baseball, but the, the way they went about it, the uh, backbiting, the, the negotiations, the, uh, you know, just the, uh, just the acrimony between the two sides, just, uh, I didn't think baseball could, could reach as low as it did. 
but it's but it exceeded my expectations. All right, let's go over what is going to be different or what's going to look different or feel different. Obviously, everything's going to feel different uh, with baseball when they finally do get on the field toward the end of July, as as is predicted, as is anticipated. Uh, July 24th is a date that's been thrown out there as, a, as an opening day possibility. Uh, we're going to see uh, some significant changes. The the teams are only going to play – in accordance with that, that um, health and safety protocols document that came out uh, about a month ago, uh, the teams are only going to play within their, their division and their uh, opposite league division. So the Indians would play the NL Central and the AL Central uh, as, their, as their league. They wouldn't play teams from the East or the West divisions. Uh, you're going to see a universal DH just for this season because it wasn't agreed upon in an agreement to have it for next season as well. But Universal DH, both in the American and National League parks this year, uh, extra inning games will be decided with a base runner starting on second base in the, in the 10th inning. Uh, that's uh, something that was adopted from, the, I believe, from the, in the minor leagues uh, last year or in some capacity. And it was, I think they would have had it in the All-Star game back in Cleveland uh, really? last year. Um, so those are, those are changes that are going to, going to seem different, you know, and feel different in terms of baseball. Uh, are, are these acceptable to these guys in, in, in order to get the games going? Yeah, I think so, Joe. I mean, the, the, the schedule makes sense to me, you know, limit uh, travel, limit exposure of the players. You know, they're not making West coast trips. They're not sitting on planes, you know, for four or five hours, you know, on cross country flights. So, that that makes sense to me. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of putting the runner on second base, but I can understand that. Big fan of universal DH, um, and uh, you know, expanded rosters. You know, and um, I think they're gonna. I'm not sure. I've I've heard what 28 to 30 maybe, and 28 to 30 is a, is a, a pretty decent guess. Uh, but you're also gonna have like a taxi squad of, of guys yeah. available as well. And, uh, you know, that's, that's an intriguing thing to me. Uh, how, what's the makeup of those t- that taxi squad going to be? Young, old, you know, are you going to put your veteran guys in there? Are you going to put some prospects? So that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, but I think uh, that makes sense. And uh, now uh, what we've just got to see if they agree to these health protocols. And uh, we, we, what, we've got to 5 p.m. today, right? Right, and and the the overwhelming opinion right now is that they they will be able to work through whatever differences. Again, these are the health protocols that originally called for players to shower at their hotels or shower at home, uh, and not shower at the ballpark. Think, uh, you know, having players sit in the stands, which might still be a possibility, uh, in in an empty ballpark, just to keep socially distant. Uh, I. I can imagine there there will be some tinkering with some of those, but not anything that would, you know, force the union or the the owners to step in and say, hey, wait a minute, we can't move forward if this is going to be the case. So uh, I, I think at, at 5 o'clock, the, the Players Association signs off on that, and hopefully sometime by the end of this week, maybe, we, we get a, an idea of what a schedule might look like. Yeah, I think, I, Joe, they've – I mean, what have they been doing besides arguing with each other for three months or two, almost three months? I mean, somebody behind the scenes had to have the job of putting a schedule together here. And 
we kind of, they had the outline with the health and uh, safety protocols. So, you know, come on, I, I would think somebody's got that, you know, push a, pushes a button on somebody's laptop and the schedule pops up, you know, either today or tomorrow, or it doesn't seem like uh, brain surgery to me. Well, the one thing we know is the Indians won't be holding their home opener on March 26th in the freezing cold at, uh, at Progressive Field. It'll be, uh, it'll be July or, or, or early August, and uh, that, could be the, uh, that could be a record high temperature for uh, a home opener in Cleveland, uh, if you think about it. Yeah, maybe the midges will be back. Oh, that's, that's great. You know, it's not, it's bad enough. We got to worry about coronavirus and so, staying socially distant and, you know, interviewing guys on zoom calls instead of in person. But now you, you bring in the, the, the Lake Erie soldiers, the, the midges, the mayflies. Oh, that, it's everything that's wonderful about being at the ballpark in, uh, in late July, early August. Uh, so yeah, again, this is a situation where we should be happy. Baseball is back. Baseball is, is, is right there, ready for us to, to get dive back into. Uh, it's going to be back before the NBA. It's going to be back before the NHL, obviously before the, the NFL or college football. So there's going to be, a, albeit a, a shorter time than they probably would have liked, there's going to be a time when baseball is going to be the, the only game in town. Yeah, and uh... – it just – it was so contentious, the negotiations, that, like you said, Joe, if they could have done this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and, you know, they'd already be in camp. We'd, we'd be approaching a season right now. But now it just uh, – maybe – yeah, you know, I, I, I think you got to just get, get past this stage and, and just, you know, enjoy the game. If, you can, if, you, if you're still a fan, I think you, it'll win you back. The game always does. Um, and, uh, you know, just enjoy it that way. And, and I think it's going to be fascinating. A 60 game season. I mean, um, you get off to a, what you, if you stumble in the first 15, 20 games, you're done, right? You're cooked. Right. You right. Yeah. Come back. And, and you're talking about a, a Cleveland Indians organization under, under Terry Francona that historically has not gotten off to, you know, great starts early, but they're, they're the sort of club under Tito that, that hits its stride probably around the all-star break and then just dominates the, to the end of seasons uh, can't happen this year. This has got to be, you know, hit the ground running and you, you better win every series if you want to have a, a chance of winning a division title. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, with, if the, if the players had taken the uh, owner's proposal, then you get the expanded playoffs and, uh, you know, you've got a better – obviously, you got a better shot. But now, you know, okay, like, it's still 10 teams. And, you know, there's – you know with 60 games, everybody's going to be bunched together. It's right. going to be crazy with the tiebreakers and stuff deciding, you know, the wild cards and stuff like that. I bet it's really going to be – it's going to be interesting. Well, and the one thing that an expanded playoffs would have – now, we're not going to have the expanded playoffs. But an expanded playoffs would have prevented tanking. In a 60-game season, you think the Marlins were, are, are going to start off the season with a tanking approach? No, they're going to want to try and, and, and maybe try to make the, uh, the, the playoffs, the World Series. It, it, it's not going to be the case with only 10 teams making it now. That, that's, that, that pretty much flies out the door, and you might still have you know, teams that say, hey, we've only got to lose for 60 games this year, so let's, let's just 
mail it in and get our draft pick and, and go from there. Yeah, and, but 60 games, I mean, the, the just the unknown, uh, just anything can happen in 60 games. Every team, you know, during the season has a stretch of about 40 to 60 games where they play really, really good baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some team can just could, could come out of nowhere. Maybe it's the Marlins that starts off 10-1 and one or something like that and, and just runs with it. And, you know, that's what the, the test of baseball, the best thing about baseball is that at the end of the year, the best team is usually on top just from, uh, you know, the act of uh, just the, the con- just the, like the contrition of it, you know, just the right. uh, so much. But, you know, now all you got to do is sprint for a little bit and maybe maybe you're in there. You, you, the, the old adage is you, you win 60, you lose 60, and what you do with the rest is, it determines your season, right? That's, right. That, that's usually how it goes. Uh, last year, after 60 games, the eventual world champion Washington Nationals were under 500. They were 29 and 30 something uh, after 631 after 60 games. And you know how did their season? It's just amazing to me that they had an opportunity. There had there was a possibility that they could have played more games, and. I don't think that the owners from the very beginning wanted to play more than 60 games. I think the owners, you know, behind closed doors, they told Manfred, look, delay install and, you know, make offers that will get rejected and, and all that stuff. And then they said, play the long game, make it so that the window is so short that you have to go with 60 and, and do it that way. And, and I bet you that's what the, the, uh, the Players Association thinks as well. Yeah, I think you're right. And they were not playing past September 27th. They were not going into October with the regular season no. because they didn't want to lose the postseason. You know, they wanted to get the po- to the postseason as fast as possible because that's where the money is. Right. Uh, well, there are other people out there right now from the, from the players' perspective. Uh, I've seen a lot of tweets and a lot of, uh, you know, shares of memes and things like that on social media. The, the players are at least excited to get back and get, get going to work. I uh, saw so Mike Clevenger uh, posted a few things, and, and he seems, you know, genuinely excited to get back and get ready. Uh, but, uh, you know, one player that sort of stands out and his reaction to the whole situation, uh, as you might expect, was, was taken with uh, a, a degree of criticism. Uh, Trevor Bauer, ex-Indians pitcher, now with the Reds, uh, who, who the Indians will be seeing at some point this season for certain. Uh, which which ought to make it uh, all the more fun. Uh, Trevor Bauer came out and you know posted some things, uh, posted some tweets that that weren't necessarily critical of the players' association's decision to to leave you know all that money on on the table and in order to hang on to their ability to file a grievance. And I guess that's the one thing that that Bauer really questioned was. You you sold out maybe some of the the players that make less money in order to be able to hang on to that ability to file a grievance and maybe beat the owners in in arbitration that way. Yeah, uh, Joe. I you know I've had my problems with Bauer and I, I you know I don't I don't always see eye to eye with him. But I thought I thought he hit it out of the park last night. The tweet that I really really liked was where you know. What is going on with this with this business? We're driving the bus off the cliff here, and he and he meant both sides. You know, he just he just said, 
the owners and the players. And it's so so rare to to hear a a player speak that way, uh, just honestly about it. And I thought he he spoke for the fans, and uh, I appreciated that. And and what did it earn Trevor Bauer after he he spoke honestly and and you know from the heart about that? Uh, it earned him the wrath of Aubrey Huff. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey Huff, late of the uh, world champion, two times uh, world champion with the uh, San Francisco Giants uh, in 2010 and 2012. Uh, Aubrey Huff, known for uh, being sort of a, an antagonist on Twitter, uh, posting some some things that are that were definitely you know racially charged and. Uh, it earned him uh, a, a, not a dis, no invitation. He was not invited to the celebration, or he wasn't going to be invited to the celebration of the Giants' uh, 2010 uh, 10th anniversary of, of their World Series championship this year. That made headlines. But Aubrey Huff goes in on on Trevor Bauer, and and they start going back and forth, tweeting each other's uh, stats at each other, and and it got it got all uh, personal and ugly. But but really, you know. It, it, it's sort of like being tweeted at by Trump. I, it's, it, it, it focused all of that, uh, that negative energy on Bauer when he was really just trying to, to sort of, you know, express his feelings on, on what the union, uh, the players union was doing. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated what Bauer tweeted. Usually I, I, I try to stay away from it and not read it, but that was some interesting stuff. That was, that was interesting and it was honest and uh, I think it really reflected how the fans felt about it, feel about this thing. And especially, you know, like, you know, the bus one, you know, driving it, driving the game off the cliff and, and, you know, questioning what the players left on the table by turning this deal down. Right. Um, you know, you got to wonder, but, you know, I, I guess what, what you come out of this thing, Joe, with is the players did stand firm. I, you know, I had, they did look united. Um, under Tony Clark, I think they had to. Uh, it was a, maybe a show of force for what lies ahead with the basic agreement after the 2021 season. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if this was the right fight for them to pick. I thought maybe if you're going to fight, like Bauer said, save it for a 2021 when you can influence five years of change you right. know, instead of, you know, a, a you know, a, a truncated season and maybe a 2021 season where we, we still don't know how, how that's going to unfold. Right. So, yeah, where does that leave us in terms of setting up for that arbitration? I'm sorry, that, that, that um, collective bargaining, uh, you know, discussions in, in 2021. Can they, can they salvage anything from this and, and use it? To, to, to reach a deal there, or do they have to tear everything down to the studs and start over in 2021? Joe, I think the players are going to look for radical change in, in uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you know uh, teams tanking, teams controlling, ser- you know, messing with a player's service time. You know, uh, you know just the, uh, they, you know, is free agency is six years too, too long for a, for a team to hold a player, to control a player. Uh, they, you know, we've talked about this before. The, the owners have have turned the basic agreement, which has favored the players for years and years and years. It's turned it against the players. It's made them 
work. It's made it work against the players by analytics. They've frozen out, you know, the uh, the uh, veteran free agent uh, players, and, and um, it's uh, so. I think if this was bad, this would uh, the. Uh, 2021 negotiations on the basic agreement are going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to be long and it's going to be bitter. All right. Well, on that, on that positive and shining note, um, <laughs> uh, really we're, we're sort of in a holding pattern right now today uh, until that five o'clock deadline, we might find out a, a schedule. Uh, how quickly can the Cleveland Indians get things together and get rolling and get, get stuff going and, and, and try to win a, a division title and get to the playoffs this year. You know, I think uh, there's been players already working out at, at Cleveland at progressive field. I think more will start to, to come in this week. Obviously you, if they've got to be here by July 1st, I bet, I bet people start trickling in this week. Um, the coaches, I don't know. Uh, Terry Francona, I would imagine is on his way to Cleveland right now or pretty soon. You know, and, and the rest of the coaching staff, uh, they're waiting for, uh, you know, what, what the organization is going to do. But uh, I think, you know, the, the, the meetings they've had, you know, now we're going to find out if what those, you know, the, the weekly contacts that the coaches had with their positions, with their players, the position players, how much work the, 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 the players put in or were able to put in under the, you know, virus restrictions. I, I'm especially interested in in what shape the uh, pitchers are going to be in Joe that's that's the key here to me uh will 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 the starters how long are the starters going to be able to pitch uh uh is how you know is Bieber stretch out is Clevenger what what's the deal with Clevenger and his knee Carrasco is he going to pitch under these conditions or is there a possibility he opts out with uh you know with the virus and what we went through last year with a leukemia diagnosis. And you got two young guys that have never really been through anything like this in Savali and, and please and, and Plutko too. Right. Uh, I, I think the, the one thing that the Indians can sort of uh, maybe fall back on early on and, you know, whatever early games it is, is going to be the quality of their pitching might, there, there's depth there that the ability to piggyback starters if they if they want to do that uh, is going to be there. So, yeah, I think there might be an advantage there for the Indians, but it it, it all just seems so weird right now. Talking, calling it a second spring training when we're in the middle or at the end of June is is, is just kind of weird as well. Uh, we got to find a, a a different way to to, to <laughs> phrase this. Spring training two doesn't make sense. Spring training two. Summer training. I don't know. It's yeah. Whatever it is. But and the thing I'm going to be interested in is how the, uh, you know, Francona handles this. I mean, this is going to be really a test for him because, uh, you know, any, if any guy can, can, can bring the energy to a team and, you know, block out the outside distractions and, you know, if players are still upset or they've got, you know, a gripe against the owners or, you know, they, they've, I think Francona is really good at that. I mean, kind of bonding the team together, getting them pointed in the, the right direction, and then channeling that energy just on the field. I think he, he's really good at just breaking it down to, hey, we got a game today, let's go out and win it and forget everything else. What if Tito could just make it so that these 60 games 
are going to be like the last 60 games of the 2016 season where that team just sort of, you know, meshed and bonded and they, they just took off in, in those last 60 games and it carried them all the way into a World Series. Uh, you know, exciting possibilities there if, if, if there were any. So, all right. Well, Hoinsey, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the clock. We'll keep an eye on the news from uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, maybe there's a schedule tonight. Maybe it's tomorrow or by the end of the week. Who knows? But we'll, uh, we'll have the latest for you here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. And everybody smile. Baseball's back. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll talk to you next. Uh, all right, next Joe. Tomorrow. Thanks, man. On the, on the podcast.